And now, coming at you from the Five Star Physique Studio in Knoxville, Tennessee, this is The Drop Set with your host, Darren Starr. What is up? Welcome, everybody, to uh, 63 we are up to. Uh, This is the third episode this week. These mini ones are really working for me. We will uh, come back to that topic momentarily here. This has been such a big, momentous, huge, significant week for me on a personal level. So I want to give everybody a very, very brief rundown on what a typical week for me looks like. So I manage um, all of my, well, the the vast majority of my client load. Um, You know, we have a scheduled day on my calendar um, for for our weekly check-in, and typically it's going to be Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday. Um, So Thursday and Friday, today being Thursday, Friday, tomorrow, are set up more as like administrative days, days where I can do some additional programming work, research, writing, social media stuff, and that kind of stuff. And I'm I'm still on email all day long pretty much anyway, Uh, but Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday are when I have the bulk of my check-ins, and then a couple on Thursday, a couple on Friday, and then if anybody was late uh, earlier in the week, then I check in with them. So really, Wednesday is the point in my week where it's like Wednesday rolls around, you know, three, four, five o'clock in the afternoon slash evening, and that's kind of when I can breathe a sigh of relief. Most everybody's taken care of at that point. Um, all of the crises are averted. You know, if there are shows for the coming weekend, then clearly there's still a lot of work to do there. But um, this week, for example, I don't have any anybody competing this coming Saturday, which is nice. I get a little breather on that front. Um, but Wednesday afternoon, evening is always like the big sigh of relief where it's like, all right, now I kind of unwind a little bit. I've still got some work to do, but this was all the high pressure, time sensitive stuff. Um, and I, I gotta tell you, I mean, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday are really hectic days. They're pretty crazy. So, um, at any rate, that that's the time. And one of the parts of my routine that I, I work into that kind of end of week, quote unquote, you know, end of the busy stretch period is, uh, I take the recycling in the trash out to the street. Uh, and you know, I think this says a lot about my personality type, but it gets picked up on Thursday morning and it gets picked up early enough. I've kind of got to do it on Wednesday night. So it's just part of my routine. You know, the week is wrapping up and then it's trash time. All right. got to take it out and, you know, go and empty all the stuff in the house, get it all out there, take it out to the curb. Ah, and then I'm like, all right, things are really done at this point. I can kind of relax, kind of breathe a little bit. I've still got some work to do Thursday and Friday, but all the big stuff is done. Well, this week, Tennessee Trash Services, our local pickup company, they changed our pickup date. And let me tell you, this sent shockwaves through this household. That's a big deal for me. And by this household, I mean me. Because my wife couldn't care less. Doesn't matter to her. But for me, it's a big deal. Because if I have one of those weeks where I miss it, oh my God, it's like the apocalypse. It's like, what am I going to do? Oh my God, am I going to have to make a special trip to the dump now and take the... I mean, it's a big deal. So they changed our pickup date. So now it's no longer Thursday, it's Tuesday. And so I'm like, that messes up everything. Everything about my end of week routine now, I'm going to, you know, uh, I'm going to have my little sigh of relief at the end of day Wednesday and I'm going to go and take out the trash and realize, oh crap, I missed it. It was yesterday morning. So that was my big point of stress for this week. And I know what you're saying right now, like Darren, you are legitimately just stupid. And I can't argue with that. I really can't. I have no defense. This is just me. And like I said, it's kind of like the pet peeves, which have kind of been retired here, but um, 
it, it, this reveals a lot more about my personality, uh, my my quirks, my deficiencies, I think we could probably safely say, than it does anything else. So anyway, um, it got out. Um, I had to set a couple of reminders on calendars. I had uh, our Amazon Echo upstairs remind me at 5 p.m. on Monday, take out the trash. I had it on my calendar down here on the computer as well. So um, I did everything I could to not forget. And uh, in the end, it all went off without a hitch. I know you were all really worried about that. Like, Darren, what actually happened? What happened? I know that everybody was just on the edge of their seat waiting for that. So it's all good. It's all good. Uh, what's going on? The phone lines, as always, are open, such as they are. It is one phone line, and I'm not going to answer it, but the messaging line is open, 865-518-2974. I really want to do a Q&A episode coming up pretty soon, so please give me a call. And by me, I mean my Google voice number. I will not answer the phone, but please call. Leave a message. We'll play it on the air. We'll talk about it. Websites up at thedropset.com. We had a poll up recently regarding this recent shift towards these mini episodes, and I asked, uh, "What do you like more? You know, the shorter or the longer ones?" And uh, it was pretty uh, overwhelming. So um, we'll call it a 90-10 split. Preferred shorter as opposed to longer. So. Um, there you go. Such it will be. Uh, my vote was amongst those as well in the shorter column. So I prefer those. They are easier. I can churn out three a week pretty easily as opposed to one longer one, hopefully every week. And I think it cuts a little bit more to the point. The past five minutes here, me ranting about trash, notwithstanding, you got to give me a little bit of an indulgence on that. So uh, that was a huge victory. I mean, did I mention that was important? Um, there is a new poll up this week, and I'm curious about how everybody uses lifting belts if they do. Um, the question, do you wear a lifting belt? And the answers, there are three options. Always, meaning like I walk in there and I use that sucker like a waist trainer because I'm too cheap to buy a waist trainer. And plus, Darren will judge me if I buy a waist trainer because I absolutely will. Not something I believe in. But I want to wear something to help kind of cinch things up a little bit. So, yeah, I wear it all the time. Arm day, yes, I wear a belt. I've seen plenty of people like that. So I know you're out there. Out yourself and answer always. The other option is never. This Full disclosure is the category I am in. Not because I don't believe in lifting belts. I understand the practical application of them. I understand what they're useful for. Um, I think uh, oftentimes it does give people a false sense of security. I mean, really, it is a cueing device. It is a device that reminds you to maintain your intra-abdominal pressure. Um, because of how it gets worn and where it gets worn, it, it really does. Most belts and the ones that I have had in the past, um, they uh, when I do try and wear them, they push right into where I've got a little abdominal hernia and it's super, super uncomfortable. And I can shift it around a little bit, but that's the sweet spot. It's where it has to be. So um, I am in the never column and I just am very mindful of my breathing um, and mindful of keeping that intra-abdominal pressure relatively consistent. Um, I don't want to hold it and bear down um, and like hold my breath when I squat or anything like that, which is why I don't really go for max weight on any lifts just because of, of that little injury. Realistically, I don't want to make it worse. I've had it for about 12 years. It hasn't really gotten worse. And it's just because I'm careful with it. So, um, and it's something where the only option is surgery and, uh, you know, it's going to have to get a lot worse than it is now before I do anything about that. So always never, or option three, which is probably more of an appropriate one just for squats, deadlifts. 
things like that. So um, let me know what your thoughts are on that. And that is not a comprehensive um, list. So uh, by all means, just just for you know a few exercises here. In fact, I'll go ahead and change it right now just for squats slash deadlifts slash etc. So um, go to thedropset.com, vote on the poll. And uh, let me know what you think on that front. Uh, I'm, I've been a super, super busy dude this week. So I joked at the beginning it's been a big week because of trash time. But um, realistically, it's been a big week because I've been busting my butt getting stuff out. So um, a couple things. Uh, I created a new blog post. So if you go to fivestarphysique.com, click on blog. Um, you can see it there. I've, I've already um, posted it through a couple of uh, social media avenues as well. Um, this is... Uh, the second installment of my What the Judges Want series. This one's talking about the bikini division specifically. And the opening line of that article says, uh, this is the one that I've really been dreading writing the most. I'm going to do one of these for all divisions. Um, next up is, eh, I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to tell you because I haven't started it yet. But um, I plan on getting that up next week. Um, so th this is the one that I've been dreading writing just because... What what the judges want bikini division implies that I have all the answers and I don't. And if you have any, uh, if you if you hear from any coach that says they know, uh, they just think they know. And it's kind of like you know you, you need to know what you don't know in order to really be able to advise somebody. Um, so the the first step is acknowledging that you don't have all the answers. You got some ideas, but if you're like this is what's going to win the show. <laughs> You must know something I don't, and that might mean you know some judges, um, and you're friendly with them, and uh, there's some coercion involved because you don't know. Um, and you know the the, the NPC judges uh, ju judging brain brain trust that exists currently acknowledges uh, the judging standards change from show to show based on who shows up, which is absolutely ridiculous. But there you go, that's how it is. So anyway, check out that article, and you can see where it's been, where it's going, and the kind of things that are being rewarded right now. I talk about, you know, if you want to do this at a high level, what kind of long-term planning strategies are going to be useful for that? And then just on day-to-day -day training basis, what kind of things are emphasized and how do we emphasize those more? And then um, in addition to that, I've linked um, a, uh, a split that I have um, written specifically for the bikini division in there as well. This is one that I put up just this week. Um, so check that out. Uh, it's up there. It's available for purchase. And uh, I also have another one, another new split um, that is in the books, uh, which is exciting. Uh, it's one that uh, I, I, I wrote some time back and I had to blow a little bit of dust off of it and clean it up a little bit. Um, and then I've given it the full treatment. So it's all nice and pretty and has playlists in there and everything. That one is not quite ready for prime time. I still need a few videos that that one is missing. So I need to do a little bit more recording work in the gym before I can post that one. But it may be up as early as this weekend as well. That one's going to be pretty rough. And then also, um, I'm very excited to kind of uh, almost announce there's going to be a couple more um, updated workout splits coming soon that kind of revolve around a new uh, training protocol that I've devised over the past few days, which is just, you know, you, I mean, the namesake of this show, drop set, you've all done some drop sets. Probably you may have worked with rest pause. You've probably done partial reps, forced negatives, um, you know, manual resistance type stuff, anything to like bring a little bit more pain 
towards the end of a workout is what we're looking for there. So these intensifiers, well, I got a new one and I'm not going to spill all the beans just yet, but there will be a blog post writing this up. There'll be some video demonstrations as well. And then I'm going to have a couple of workouts. Um, one of them kind of utilizes this as a, a way to, to bring about a finisher on a workout. And then um, there will be another one that I'm envisioning right now that uses this pretty much exclusively as kind of like a total body workout routine where you can hit every muscle group over two sessions using not just exclusively this technique, but this and others. So that should be a fun one too. Um, as for me personally, my cut is going to start on Monday. So I've just been undergoing um, a little dietary cleanup here. If you remember my uh, episode from what was it one or two episodes ago about you know how to have an effective cut I've been going through the final stages of that so I've been cleaning things up a little bit um, I've made my last alcohol purchase <laughs> until probably November December ish I'm not sure how uh, how long this cut is gonna last it's a little open-ended uh, which is okay um, I know what my goals are as far as aesthetics go, as far as where it actually ends up. I don't know. I was thinking, well, there's a show in Nashville, but you know what? We're like 14 weeks out from that show. I'm starting this a little bit late for that. So um, I don't know, but uh, I'll look at other options and see what's out there. So I'm, uh, I'm still on the fence a little bit as far as whether or not I think that's a good idea, but uh, it is uh, at the very least a possibility. So um, the, the main topic that I wanted to talk about today uh, is one that's near and dear to my heart. So the, uh, the topic is shit coaches, um, or put a different way, coaches that aren't worth their shit, um, and how you can identify one, the traits of one that you may have worked with before, um, the traits of one that you might be working with now, and hopefully it's not me. Uh, so these are uh, things that I have gleaned from, you know, I've, I've certainly had my fair share of experience working with coaches as well, some positive, some negative. Um, and then just talking with other people, you know, I hear from other people all the time, like, Hey, I'm looking at doing a show. I've worked with a coach before and they had me doing X, Y, Z, blah, 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 blah. I mean, the stories are endless. I mean, one, one of the very first coaches that I had, and I'm not going to be listing any names here or anything like that. So you're not going to get any juicy, juicy gossip, but there will be some stories. Um, one of my first coaches, this was years back. He wanted to do all of his check-in work via phone, which I think for some people it's fairly common, especially if you're not really super proficient with email. I think phone is a little bit better for some people. It's not how I roll, but I get it. Um, and so he had appointment times set. Um, he's like, I'm going to call you at this time. And the closest he ever got to calling me at that time was like three hours off. Um, and then I start, I, I learned, I'm like, well, he's in the West coast. I'm in Eastern time zone. I wonder. And so I said, you know, are, are, is your timing off because you, you don't know, like, he's like, no, 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 this is just, I'm, I was running late. So you're running late. You're running three hours late. He's like, yeah, that's pretty typical. So, you know, just expect me three hours after our scheduled time. <laughs> like, okay, you're fired. That's it. I, I, no, I can't do that. I can't do it. Can't, can't, can't do it. Um, I just started working with uh, a new client who shared her experience with a, uh, a coach that she had worked with previously recently, I think where um, she, she's got a really, really compressed schedule. So her whole thing is she's got to get up at like 4 a.m., get to the gym, lift, try and get a little bit of cardio in, and then get back home to be ready for the rest of her family to get up by like 7. So it's kind of a compressed schedule. And her coach was so adamant that she had to do fasted cardio but not lift fasted 
that she had to go to the gym, do fasted cardio, eat, wait for 30 to 45 minutes in the gym, twiddling her damn thumbs, and then get her lift in. And she asked me, she's like, are you going to make me do that? And I just had to laugh. I'm like, are you effing kidding me? That is the very definition of preposterous. That is absolutely ridiculous. So no, we're not going to do that. Um, so some of the things that, that really come into, uh, some, some of the things that I've heard before, um, not being flexible with dietary programming. And this is something that I've experienced with coaches in the past as well. I am a believer in macronutrient-based dieting. So if you work with a coach that isn't, just understand, you know, if you're looking for some flexibility, you ain't going to get it with them because they say, no, meal plan is the way. This is how we do things. It's very much like a, you know, 1980s, 1990s mentality, um, very old school. Um, I don't find a lot of validity in it. I think that you can certainly get too carried away with macro-based dieting and trying to work in all kinds of crap. And that does also introduce some degree of imprecision. Specifically, if you're logging things and you're doing it incorrectly, that's a problem. So, you know, a, a good coach is going to want to check up on that and check your numbers and make sure that everything looks pretty accurate. So, um, but not having flexibility with dietary programming, basically what they're saying is, I know how to get this done. There's one way to get it done and you're going to do it my way. And if you can't do it, I guess it just wasn't meant for you. You know, you're, you're, this isn't going to work for you. Um, which sounds let, less like a coach and more like somebody who has a formula and wants to plug you into it because it's easier, um, which I, I find is the opposite of a coach. I mean, you could just as easily do a search online and come up with you know some uh, macronutrient-based calculator and then have some whiz-bang, whiz gizmo thing, plug in, plug in those numbers and spit out a meal plan for you. Um, I mean, and you know, a lot of them say, oh, well, you've got to eat fish three times a day. I mean, says who? I know that's common, but no, you don't take it from me. I think fish is gross. It's not necessary. I never tell my clients they have to eat it because I always tell them I I'm not going to have you do anything that I'm not willing to do myself. So you may like Greek yogurt. That's great. You can have it. I, pff, I, if I'm going to write it in a meal plan, it's by request. And like, hey, can I have some Greek? Oh, sure. Yes. Here you go. Gross. No, thank you. Not going to do it. Same thing with fish. Um, I'm never going to write that in on a meal plan just because I won't have it. I know it's it's very divisive. A lot of people are like totally fine with it. A lot of people just are like me and cannot stand to even be around it. So um, a, a common trait of a shit coach is one that has a formula and is just seeking to plug you into it. Um, so no flexibility with dietary programming or with, with specifics as far as your schedule is concerned as well. Like the, the example I mentioned before where, yeah, go in, do fasted cardio, eat at the gym, and then just sit around with your thumb up your butt for 45 minutes and wait when you, when every, every minute counts. Um, when you're that person, I mean, yeah, it's going to stress you out. It's going to be ridiculous. It's, it's creating undue stress for no real benefit. So Another thing, not being specific with training. And I know this is really common. Um, actually, every coach that I've ever worked with, um, they always include like, okay, here's your diet. Here's this. Here's that. Here's your training split. There you go. And the diet gets adjusted periodically. Maybe the cardio as well. That training split, it always stays there. Just collecting dust. And you're expected to just go through it or eventually just come up with new stuff on your own. And it's just, it doesn't work. 
it doesn't work. The, the first coach that I ever worked with, it was three months, and I kept asking, like, is this training ever going to change? And he's like, nope, just keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. Uh, and like, so basically until I die, I just keep doing these workouts. And that was basically his philosophy. Like he had come up with the absolute perfect workouts that never need to be changed. I mean, it's ridiculous. Um, another coach that I worked with, uh, he offered an initial training split. Um, but it was, it was part of the package that you were buying. Like you were buying dietary coaching basically. And if you wanted updated training beyond that initial split, there was an additional cost associated with that, which is fine. I totally get that. That's cool. But it's one of those things that definitely for a lot of coaches falls by the wayside. You know, they work with competitors. I think there's an assumption that like, Oh, they know what they're doing in the gym. They just need my help with a diet. I don't make that assumption. I mean, I work with a lot of people who are fairly new to the gym. And by that, I mean either brand new or maybe they've been lifting for a couple of years. That's still pretty new in my book. And I'm not going to assume that you have any clue what you're doing um, and that you need some guidance. And hey, I've got the experience. Let me write it for you. And so that's something that I update regularly with all of my clients. Um, an over-reliance on supplementation. Um, one coach that I worked with, I parsed it all together. And I mean, the, the list of supplement supplements that he had me, um, on just over the counter supplements that I could buy on Amazon, it was a page long. Um, and I parsed it all out and, uh, I asked him, I'm like, which one of these are, are really important and which ones are more like optional? Because it was going to be through Amazon pricing about $320 a month worth of supplements. And his response was, I wouldn't put it on the plan if I didn't think it was important. <laughs> okay, buddy. Um, my, my approach on supplements is less is more. Most of these have not really been proven to do much of anything. And um, you can take nothing and be perfectly fine. There's a couple things that might give you a little bang for your buck. But, you know, I also know that not everybody's made of money. And um, an over-reliance on supplements, I think, is a, uh, a, a bad way to go. A very bad way to go. Um, not welcoming questions. And, you know, every coach says that they are uh, the, – <laughs> one of my favorite things is, you know, that they're advertising their services and they say, um, email access to me 24-7. <laughs> I do not say that. I love questions, but I, you do not have access to me 24-7. I unplug, I sleep, but during daylight hours, my response time is pretty good. Like when I'm there, so 24-7. I, I have uh, since uh, learned that the best thing for me is to say seven days a week because I think that's more realistic. And let's be clear, as a prep coach, you're not a, an ER physician on call where you know response times are life or death. Um, I try to stay on top of requests quickly just because I don't want them building up and having to answer a whole bunch of things all at once. I'm already at my computer. I'm going to answer questions as they come in. So um, but you can tell if there's a coach that really isn't interested in answering your questions because you can sit there and you're typing out a question that's like two paragraphs long and you get a one word response like, okay, I was maybe hoping for a little bit more insight and nuance to that, but all right, cool. My approach is I want to answer the question, but I also want to teach and explain a little bit of the why behind it as well. So you can usually tell it, it's pretty easy if you're asking questions and, uh, and they're like, Oh God, this question again, you can usually tell when you get a response like that. Um, not tracking the relevant variables. How are they measuring progress? That's the big thing. Um, is it just photos? Because I tell you, most people don't know how to take effing progress photos. And so if I'm relying on just progress photos, I tell you, uh, my job is impossible. Um, and I provide 
all kinds of guidance and guidelines on how to get proper lighting and how to do this and that. I tell you what, though, uh, and I know if, if you're listening to this, chances are you are, you know, a, a, a client of somebody or a candidate to be a client of somebody. So uh, I'm talking to you, whoever you are out there, chances are statistically, you're a terrible photographer. And that's not a personal attack on you or your character. It is a knock on your photography skills, but that's okay. Now, some of you are really good. And I know that a lot of it has to do with where you live, what you've got access to, when you take your pictures. Um, but I tell you, um, how many progress pics have I seen where it's somebody with a giant open window right behind them? And it's like, you just took a picture of a silhouette. Do you, do you look at that photo and can you recognize that? So no, I can't tell anything from those pictures because you just like look like a big blob of goo. You might be 7% body fat, but you look, look like a big blob. And I can't see anything because you're using a cell phone camera pointed at a light source and it washes everything out. So the, the photos have to be good. But you know, even with great progress photos, you've got to be tracking variables. Like I want to know, okay, here are the macro targets. What are your macros actually for the day, for the week. Um, how much cardio are you getting in? Spell it out for me day by day. Um, I might be interested in knowing how many calories you're burning per session, but at some point I just trust that we're on the right path with that. Once we've established a little bit about, you know, we're on the same page regarding intensity. Um, what are your weigh-in numbers? You know, uh, are you, is your weigh-in really low this day because you slept in three hours later than you normally do? Um, was your water intake way off the day before and that's why that number is lower or higher? Um, you're tracking those kind of variables is important because you can't just rely on photos. You can't just rely on weigh-ins. Um, you can't just rely on any one thing. You've got to get the whole thing. So, um, and you know, part, part of it also is qualitative stuff. Like how are things feeling? How's the weight you're pushing in the gym? How do the workouts feel? How is your recovery and that kind of stuff? Those are all relevant variables that have to be tracked. The other one is, um, not following up, not responding, or otherwise just not giving a shit. And there are plenty of people out here like this. Um, my, my experience, because, uh, I do follow up, I do respond, I do give a shit. Um, my response is usually it's the other way. Like I'm the one harassing clients that have kind of disappeared on me. Um, and because, you know, regardless of, uh, of how good you are as a coach, um, you work with enough people, you're going to have people that just ghost you and disappear because they realize, Oh crap, he's asking me to do something really hard. Uh, this is more than I can chew. I'm just going to slip quietly into that good night and just disappear and pretend like this never happened. So, um, those people, yeah, I harass them regularly via email until I hear, hear back from them uh, because that's my job is to be a pain in the ass. Um, and I know that a lot of people get to that stage where like, I want to quit. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. But at some point you wanted to start. So which is it? Um, and if you're going to quit, I need you to actively take the the step of quitting and not just kind of like disappear without a word. Um, but I want you to acknowledge like, yes, I cannot do this. I am quitting because oftentimes when it comes to that, people aren't willing to do that. And that I've had it happen more than once where they're like, Oh crap. Okay. Let me try. Let me refocus. And then oftentimes, you know, we, we find something that makes it all click. Um, but you've got to respond. You know, there are coaches who, you know, I've, I've worked with clients who send their coach an email and they just never hear back from them. There's no response. And, you know, and, and oftentimes they never, never hear back from them, not just like within a couple days, but they never hear back. And the, the, the coach has just like disappeared completely. I'm working with a guy right now and he had two separate coaches who just completely vanished on him like that. And so he was a little, I mean, I, I give him all the credit in the world for trying a third time, but he was asking me, he's like, 
if you decide you're not going to do this anymore, just let me know. Don't just disappear on me, but let me know so that I can, I can figure out what I'm going to do. I'm like, dude, it's all good. You know, <laughs> I think what I told him is if I disappear on you, then suddenly my mortgage isn't getting paid. You know, this, this is it for me. This is, this is how I, I make a living. So, uh, I, I'm in it and you don't have anything to worry about. I'm going to be here. And you know, how I treat my clients and how I respond to them, that is my business. That's, that's my reputation. So that's all I have to go on. Um, well, it's not all I have to go on, but it's a big part of what I have to go on. So I need to make sure that, uh, I, I do everything I can on that front and that, you know, um, that I feel comfortable with my clients holding me accountable to a high standard and I'm fine with that. So, um, those are all things to consider and hopefully, and I know we've talked about this before, if you're looking for a coach, um, some things to look out for, some questions to ask, but these are some traits of coaches that clearly need to be avoided and they're extremely common. There are so many coaches out there. And I would say, you know, a good solid 50% of them, you can just cut and throw them in the trash heap. Um, they're, they're basically worthless. It's not something that they do primarily. They don't really know what they're doing. They don't have the logistical infrastructure support to do it correctly. It's not what they're passionate about. This is something online coaching specifically is something that is being pitched to personal trainers as a way to generate another revenue stream. And when you start thinking about, oh, revenue stream, what you're thinking about is money, not, hey, can I do this effectively? And that's what leads a lot of coaches into doing this when they really have no freaking business doing it at all. I know I have an explicit tag on this podcast and I don't have to censor myself, but I also know that you know, I, I want to save that for... for I want to save it for when it's really needed. Like when we're talking about shit coaches, like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll throw that on the wall and see if it sticks. But at any rate, it was worth talking about. So I appreciate it. This one for a mini episode, it went a little bit long. So anyway, um, it's Thursday. I think I've got time. I'm probably going to post this today. So you can hear it today. Um, it's the 26th of July. Um, probably on hiatus until Monday. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I mean, you know, the, uh, the, the, inspiration may strike at any moment and then we can be back online. So anyway, you're subscribed to this already. You know, when they're coming through, you see them show up on your phone. Um, any questions, comments, feedback, suggestions on anything at all, hit me up through all the social media channels, Instagram, Darren underscore star, Twitter at Darren star, facebook.com slash five star physique, five star physique also on Pinterest and YouTube, five star physique.com. And of course your home for the podcast here, the dropset.com. Thank you everybody.